Hello, good morning, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. I hope that you are ready to start off your day. So I invite you now to grab your drink of choice. For me, it's a triple shot ice Americano. I start my day off with one every morning and it gets me up and going. It gets caffeine into my bloodstream. I like the taste of coffee in the morning. So I invite you now to take a sip of whatever your drink of choice is as we begin the podcast. Well, I don't know about you, but I have been having a hard time trying to keep up with all that is happening in our world today. We start off this year with the bushfires in Australia, and then the death of Kobe Bryant, and then COVID-19 came about, and then we read of uh, lots of the unrest that's going on in the US and various other countries in the world, and now we are into election season as a country. Now, this is pretty controversial for some of you. Is this honestly really the right time to have another election? Will we be seeing a Lee Brothers kind of face-off? Is there some kind of hidden conspiracy or agenda going on? Whatever have you. Social media is absolutely blowing up with all sorts of theories, opinions, and thoughts, and perspectives, and comments. Now, it's especially in a time like this where there's much going on in our world where we can be pulled into a kind of thought current and have our thoughts, have what we think about, what we meditate on, what we contemplate on, what we fill our minds with, be largely determined by what the majority is saying. Now, psychologists, neuroscientists, theologians, spiritual directors will all agree that the mind, your thought life, what you choose to pay attention to, shapes not just your day or how you're feeling about your day, but it plays a starring role in shaping you into the person you would become. Now, it's especially so where there's much today that seeks to permeate, that seeks to rule our thought life, that we need to be mindful, vigilant, obsessed about the flow of thoughts that comes into our consciousness, our minds, and be on guard. To imagine, if you will, a garrison of soldiers standing at the entrance of your mind and doing access control for thoughts that are seeking to come into your mind. That's the kind of vigilance that we need to have, especially in this time. Let me read to you a couple of passages of scripture this morning to encourage us around this topic. Reading from Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Philippians chapter 4. It's a familiar one, verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellent and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Finally, from 1 Corinthians, we have the mind of Christ. All through scripture, especially in the writings of Paul, there is a tremendous emphasis on the mind, on our thought life. 
Paul refers to the mine as a kind of battlefield, as a kind of battleground. This is where the enemy wages war against us. He talks about how we ought to wage war against the enemy, not in the sense of physical fighting or even extended times of prayer as well and good as that is. He talks about waging war with the enemy by taking every thought captive, by demolishing strongholds in the mind. In John chapter 8, we see Jesus making some profound statements to his disciples. He says this in verse 31, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then let's move down further in verse 42. This is Jesus talking to his his disciples. He was in a way rebuking them. He said to them, Jesus said, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from, from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. Now, this is strong language from Jesus. And Jesus is essentially saying that those who are unable to hear of his word, in verse 31, the language is abide in his word, that those who aren't able to do so are susceptible to the devil, that there really isn't a kind of middle ground here, right? It's either we have the mind of Christ, we abide in God's word, we are hearing from God, obeying him, adopting his perspective. It's either we have the mind of Christ or we have a mind that is susceptible to be under the influence of the enemy. Now, when we think of the devil, we have the cartoonish picture of a guy in red tight spandex holding a pitchfork, or we think of the devil as the kind of person that makes us quarrel with our wife on the way to, to church. We go, man, it's a devil. Or, you know, we get a receipt and we see that the receipt amounted to $6.66 and we go, it's the devil, I'm oppressed. And I say this not to tease some of you or to dismiss some of your very real experience, but I think that's for the most part what we think of when we think of spiritual warfare, right? It's these kind of everyday occurrences blown out of proportion. But catch this, in Jesus' most in-depth teaching on the, the devil, he doesn't mention any of that. Instead, he refers to the devil as the father of lies. We read down further in that text in John chapter 8. He calls the devil the father of lies, saying he is a liar and the father of it. There is no demon in the story, no disease, no disaster. Instead, it is an intellectual debate with the thought leaders of that day over truth and lies. When we think of fighting the devil and resisting his advances, we often think of an exorcism or an illness that comes at a strange time or a bizarre event that wreaks havoc on our life, and for good reason. But when Jesus teaches on the devil, he mostly talks about the devil fighting against him as a war between truth and lies. The devil's MO, as we read in the scripture, is infiltrating your thought life and sowing seeds of deception that will bear fruit in our lifestyle, in our actions or interactions. Just even consider how the devil first tempted Adam and Eve. He sowed a thought into 
Eve's mind, right? He presented to her a distorted image of God, a distorted image of the human self. You can be like God, and God is not to be trusted. He is not that powerful that he can kill you, and he's not that good that he wants what's best for you. He planted a lie, a deceptive thought into her mind, and it resulted in the fall of humanity. Now, we grossly underestimate the power of deception, thoughts that that are in contradiction to the mind of Christ in regard to the extent of its presence in our lives and as well as in regard to its effects on our heart and mind. Now, one of the most important revelations that's embedded within the pages of scripture is the single fact that there exists a direct correlation between bondage and deception on one hand and on the other between freedom and truth. Jesus said that the truth shall set us free. When Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and life, he was making a statement not only about himself, but also about the relationship between truth and life that he made possible. We cannot have life, true life, apart from truth, God's truth. And so unless we have the mind of Christ, unless we think like Christ does, unless we adopt his worldview, his perspective, we will be susceptible to the deception of the devil, thoughts that lead us astray from the way of God. So in essence, what I'm trying to say this morning is this, that we ought to think about what we think about. I'll say that again, we ought to think about what we think about, to consider what we contemplate, to consider what we give our attention to, to consider the thoughts that are in our head even right now and whether they are congruent with the way of Jesus. And we get a kind of checklist, right, from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, whatever is honorable, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, whatever is excellent and worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And if we are honest with ourselves, many times we dwell on things that are not of good repute. We think of conspiracy theories and we give room to suspicion. We think about things that are pure, right? You know, we entertain sometimes sinful thoughts. We think of things that aren't praiseworthy, aren't thoughts that lead us to praise God. Instead, thoughts that draw us away from praising God, thoughts that draw us into anxiety, into fear, into worry, all of which are contrary to God and His presence. So how then do we have the mind of Christ instead of having our brains lead us in formation. We do so by reading and memorizing scripture. We do so by practicing liturgy, be it written liturgy like Anglican style or through singing of songs as we sing, we remind ourselves of God, His nature, His goodness, His character, His virtues. By incorporating these practices, we take control We take authority over our mind, over our thought life. Instead of allowing ourselves to be susceptible to whatever kind of current is present in our world, we instead choose to take a hold of our mind to intentionally think about what we think about. 
I'd like to end off with reading a quote from Thomas Watson before taking you into a simple exercise. Thomas Watson says this, The first fruit of love is the musing of the mind upon God. He who is in love, his thoughts are ever upon the object. He who loves God is ravished and transported with the contemplation of God. As Christians, yes, we are informed by the news. Yes, we are kept abreast of current issues of what people are saying and thinking in the world today. But more than anything, our thought life is defined and is centered around our contemplation of God. He who is in love, his thoughts are ever upon the object. And may we, as Paul has called us to set our hearts and minds on Christ, the object of our affection. So for this morning, even as we close off the podcast, what I'd like to do is to read through Psalm 139. And this psalm is a great psalm for us to read as frequently as we are able to. And this is a pretty long psalm. And what I have in mind to do today is this, to read through the psalm line by line and to let the words of scripture just wash over you and I this day. Ephesians talks about how we can be sanctified and made holy through the washing of the word. And so I want you to allow yourself this morning to be washed by the word of scripture, to have God's words even sanctify you today. Perhaps through the week you have entertained all sorts of anxious thoughts or thoughts of conspiracy, suspicion, or anger, today through the reading of scripture, allow for yourself to come into alignment with the mind of Christ such that we may be truly set free. The scheme of the devil is deceptive thoughts that keeps us bound. But God's plan for your life and mine is to give us freedom through him who is truth. And so I invite you right now to get into a comfortable position. If you're at home, I invite you to sink in into your chair and just get into a posture of receiving from God's word this morning. And as I read through Psalm 139, if any line or verse sticks out to you, I want you in your own way to respond to God, to say yes to him. It may be a little gesture or it can be saying out loud, yes, Lord, I believe in your words. Let me read to you this morning Psalm 139, a Psalm of David. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hatched me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. 
Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you, when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed. And in your book they are all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I'm awake, I'm still with you. Skipping down to verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. I pray for you, my brothers and sisters, this day that God will give you grace to guard your hearts and minds in peace, to silence every thought that is contrary to his mind, to the mind of Christ. And may you walk assured in love even as you contemplate God's love and kindness that is for you. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. It is the end of the work week. I pray you have a blessed weekend ahead. We'll see you in the service. God bless you. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.